I tell my teachers that number one, I want their parents to walk away each day and say, my child is well loved Mm -hmm. in my absence. And number two, that we are planting little seeds in hearts for Jesus. I've realized there's a lot of women's ministry in this position as well. That's really brings me so much joy to be able to do that. Hi, and welcome to the River Tree Missions podcast. Walking into tree school feels like a warm hug every day. This was said to me by a mom of a tree schooler, referring not only to her child, but also to herself. As a former tree school mom myself, and someone whose family found River Tree because of tree school, I can't tell you how true this is. Today, Jay and Shay sit down with Holly Mayer, the director of tree school, to talk about her life, how the Lord brought her to tree school, and how the Lord uses this sweet school not only to give preschoolers an excellent education, but to reach children and their families with the overflowing love of Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. Here are Jay, Shay, and Holly. Hey, River Tree family, this is your missions pastor, Jay Harsfield. I am here with Shay Walton, as always, and today we have a special guest, Holly Mayer, who is the director of the Tree School here at River Tree. And Tree School is a preschool ministry for families of the community, and we just want to hear a little bit about Holly and the work she does there. So Holly, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your family, and then how you came to know the Lord, how you ended up at River Tree would just be awesome parts of that story. Hey, y'all, I'm Holly Mayer. I am the wife of Jay Mayer, and I have three amazing kiddos, Matthew, Mary Holland and Emma Grace. Matthew recently started college at Mississippi State University. And y'all just dropped him off. Has that been easy for you? Or are you just like, get him out? Like just me and my daughters, or is it hard? Like what's the... It has been incredibly difficult. Okay. I don't think anything can ever prepare you for that. Yeah. <laughs> for that moment of just like move everything in and then you're just driving away. Yes. It, yeah. We are a very tight knit family. And so I feel like part of us is missing. Yeah. But I also have Emma Grace, who is in 11th grade, and Mary Holland, who is in fifth grade. That's awesome. And they're both at Whitesburg Christian Academy. That, that is correct. correct. Okay. Yes. Great. So tell us a little bit about how, let's start with just how you came to know the Lord. Tell okay. us that story. Well, I was born in Kentucky. I am the second oldest of six children. I have four sisters and one brother. I'm an army brat, so I really grew up all over the place, but I consider Georgia home. We lived at several military installations in the state of Georgia, and I also went to college in Georgia, and both of our parents still live there. So you're a big Georgia Bulldog fan, is that correct? I am. I am a big Georgia Bulldog fan. So anytime they beat Alabama, it's a glorious day for both of us. (laughs) Uh, Yes. It very much is. Yeah. So I grew up going to church and vacation Bible school, but I would really consider my family at that time as cultural Christians. I gave my life to Christ when I was in ninth grade after a friend invited me to Centrifuge. Like, were you involved in youth group at this church or are you just kind of like friend out of nowhere was like, hey, uh, a friend that lived across the street. Okay. Yeah. And so I went with her and had a great time, gave my life to Christ. But at that time, Jesus really became my savior, but I did not truly start following him at that time. I was still trying to do things in my own effort. So when you say he saved you, but you didn't really like, what do you mean there? Like what's happening in that kind of? So I wasn't, he wasn't the Lord of my life Okay. And so how did that practically look? When you say he wasn't the Lord of your life, what's happening that you can kind of look back now and go, I've gotten more serious about my faith. I've realized I wasn't growing like I should have been. I really didn't have anybody at home that was discipling me. Yeah. I didn't have anybody at home that was coming alongside of me. Yeah, yeah. So 
I really didn't make him my Lord until about 12 years later when I was pregnant with my oldest, Matthew. Okay. So this happens a lot. Some encouragement to families whose children in college aren't as excited about their faith is a lot of them will kind of not really like fully walk away and deny the faith, but they kind of get less interested in church. But then once they start to have kids, they realize like, oh, I need to get serious about my faith because my children, that'll be an important part of their life. And so very similar story to a lot of people where it's like, hey, Matthew's coming along. We've got this young boy. Like we need to get serious about who we are and what we believe. Yes. Yeah. So you're in your mid-20s at this point. And so you kind of come to know the Lord. Yep. At that time, Jay and I were baptized together and we began a new journey with Jesus. So was Jay before that a Christian or did he kind of end this process? Like tell us a little bit about that. We had very similar stories. Okay. Yeah. And And so... Were you kind of going to a church or you were just kind We of, were. Okay. We had started going to church in Enterprise, Alabama at Hillcrest Baptist Church. Okay. When we got baptized, God's timing was so perfect. We started really spending time with Jesus. Four short months after Matthew was born, Jay and I were going to need to rely on God and his strength more than we ever had because we almost lost him when he aspirated. Hmm. And God used this difficult and incredibly scary time to deepen and strengthen my relationship with not only him, but also my husband. That's awesome. How long had you guys been married at that point? Five or six years. We've actually been dating 29 years today. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. 29 years. 29 years. That's really neat. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So then Matthew kind of improves. He's a strapping young man, just healthy and awesome and wonderful. And so... Kind of what's the process of kind of ending up here and growing, you're continuing okay. to grow in the Lord, ending up here at River Tree Church. So we moved here in 2009 and we were attending a different church. Our journey with Christ was really just beginning and we were just growing leaps and bounds. And he has been with us in the highs and the lows and everything in between. He has continued to put amazing people in my life to come alongside me as I learned about God's amazing love for me, his grace, his mercy, and who I am in Christ. God did eventually lead us to River Tree Church, where I continue to learn more about the good news and who I am in Christ. And that journey to get here really started with learning about who I was in Christ, because I wasn't hearing that day in and day out at the church that we were attending. And I knew I wanted something different. This was in, I believe, 2014. My husband was deployed. That seemed like a really scary time to be changing and moving churches. But he gave me his blessing from Afghanistan, try a different church. And I did. The amazing thing is, is when we showed up here, not only did I show up, but three other couples that were in our life group from the other church were all here. And we did not discuss that. Yeah. So what was Comforting to me is each one of my kids, this is when River Tree still had classes that were combined. And so each one of my kids had a friend in their class. So it was a little less scary. It was also the first time Mary Holland sat through church and didn't cry. (laughs) Um, But the service alone was a time when Ross was preaching on your identity in Christ. Mm. And so I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And when we returned home that day, Jay always called from Afghanistan He asked how it was, and my daughter, who was in second grade at the time, Emma Grace, had made a piece of sand art, and it was a cross. I wanted her to explain it to her dad, and it was a cross that had sins written underneath red sand, Yeah, and they were, you know, second grade little sins, lying, being mean to my brother, not listening, and she then started to explain that 
Mom, that red represents the blood of Jesus. Him shedding his blood on the cross washed away all of my sins. Yeah. And because I'm in Christ, I'm forgiven past, present, and future. And when she told Jay and I this, we knew that this was, yeah, this was the church that we were supposed to be at. Yeah. He said, do not leave. I will be back for Easter. <laughs> so that is how we ended up at River Tree Church. Uh, that's really cool. I want to add something to it, but I don't really yeah. have. Your, your daughter <laughs> summed it up well, so... So you ended up here at River Tree. Yeah. Jay, did he make it home for Easter? He did. It yeah. was his first time coming to River Tree was on that Easter Sunday. And so, so that's 2014? I believe it's 2014. Okay. So then how did you go from military wife, military mom to being at the tree school? What's that story? Well, I was serving all over the county in my kids' schools. I was serving at Graces for Girly with some tutoring. And my daughter was attending here, actually, in the twos class. And so I had a friend that worked here at the time, and she kept saying, you really need to start subbing. Yeah. And I kind of put it off for a while because I was really enjoying serving at the local schools. When she was in pre-K here at Tree School, I did start subbing and fell in love with it immediately. I was already in love with the school from a parent perspective. So being here as a sub was just a bonus. Shortly thereafter, I became an office assistant, and then an assistant to the director. This is my fifth year, though, as the director of Tree School. That's awesome. When the position came open for director, did they come to you or you applied? How did that kind of process happen? They came to me. Okay. It honestly took me a good month yeah. to say, yes, I'm going to apply. I was really weighing things out. I honestly knew that one day I would be the director. Yeah. But you know how usually you're waiting on God's timing and it's way out here? Uh -huh. His timing was a whole lot sooner than my timing that was way out yeah. here. So I knew I would end up being the director at some point. I just didn't know when, but it's been an amazing journey and I have loved it. I've loved watching the job description kind of evolve because it's not just a ministry to the kids. It's also to my teachers, but also the parents. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about that. I know, you know, my family, our kids have been in tree mm -hmm. school for the last, this is starting our third year of being at the tree school and it has been just a huge blessing for us, especially kind of moving here in the middle of COVID and knowing there was this consistency of like, my kids are going to preschool at the same place that we're going to church on Sunday morning. And then the teachers were just incredible to our children, which was awesome. But I know the ministry of tree school is more than just, we just want to be a preschool where parents can drop their kids off. We want it to be more than that. So tell us a little bit about that kind of vision for tree school and what it is and what we hope to kind of see happen here. Okay. So the purpose of tree school is to partner with parents in developing the emotional, physical, academic, spiritual, and social needs of the child in a safe, structured, warm, and loving environment with Christ-centered and age-appropriate activities. Yeah. My staff is amazing. I tell them all the time that they are the backbone of the program. Yeah. And when I hire a new person, the first question I ask them is, tell me about Jesus in your life. Yeah. Tell me how you are staying connected to him each and every day. Because if they're not filled up on Jesus, it's going to be very difficult to splash Jesus on their students and the parents. That's awesome. So one of the things that I don't know if people know this about tree school, and maybe you've got some funny story about how parents camp out. I was just about to say, before you get into the really sweet <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah. you just got to share what registration for tree school is like in this area. Because when I moved here and heard about tree school, I mean, I've worked in preschools off and on all my life, but not quite had the same experience. And so I was on staff at River Tree and they were like, 
don't even try to come into the office this day <laughs> because like there's going to be parents camping out <laughs> in the parking lot because tree school registrations the next day. And I thought they were kidding with me. So I had to just out of curiosity ride through the parking lot that <laughs> night. And lo and behold, they're not just camping out. They have a fire pit. In the parking lot, roasting hot dogs and marshmallows. So, tell now, us. I know you don't recommend that they do that. <laughs> no, this us, is not. <laughs> tell us a little bit about that experience and what that's been like. So, no, we do not recommend parents <laughs> spending the night in the parking lot. And I believe that started either the year before I became the director or my first year as director, where parents were not just coming really early, like three or four in the morning, but they were coming at like 5 p.m. in the afternoon. And this year, I started seeing them at about 3 p.m. the day before registration. And while it seems like it was a great way to do registration, we have found that it might be better for us to change the way yeah, in which yeah. we conduct it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to go to a lottery system yeah. to I think avoid that's a, that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, you know, being on staff, we kind of get bumped <laughs> to the top of the lift, so we didn't have to experience that. But I know that is... It's an interesting thing. So if somebody in this community was like, hey, we want to open a daycare, there's probably people that would be willing to come to their daycare, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it is we are really, truly the only part-time Moms right. Morning Out Christian Whoa. preschool in the Hampton Cove area. Yeah, because we're the only one. I think the rest of them go all day. And so we're stopping yeah. at 1230 each day. It's a great way for moms mm -hmm. to kind of work a part-time job or just spend more time with their other kids or whatever, yes. run errands, whatever they've got going on. So I think it's a neat ministry. So tell us a little bit more about the ministry side of it. I know you've got this goal to see kids kind of learn more about the Lord as they're growing, help the parents do that well. But also for a long time, Tree School fell under the missions pastor because it was seen as kind of a missional outreach of the church. So talk a little bit about that and that desire. So I still see it as a ministry of River Tree because I do feel like it is an outreach program. This is an opportunity for us to love on parents, especially young moms. But I also love that every year we have about 20 to 30 new families that come into our program. And these families may or may not know Jesus, or they may not have a church home yet. And so this is a way for us to invite more people in and start discipling them and loving on them. So I know there's stories about people that have kind of showed up at tree school just to like be a part of it, need a place for Mother's Day out, but then ended up becoming a part of the River Tree family. So can you tell us one of those stories? Sure. I actually have a couple. One of them, and it's really one of my favorites, is before I was the director, there was a little girl that was in the program and her mom was bringing her. They did not know Jesus, but eventually they started coming to River Tree Church. And at that time, they eventually came to know Jesus as their Savior and Lord. They were baptized. I remember sitting there watching her and she was telling her story. And God revealed to me, she's going to be one of your teachers one day. And sure enough, she is one of our teachers at Tree School. And she has been with us for, I believe this is her third year. She just came because she needed a place for her children to go to kind of, you know, have interactions with other children, give her a little time. And then next thing we know, they come to know the Lord and they're involved at River Tree, but they're also part of the school. Yes. Awesome. So you said you had another story. Though. Yeah. So this past year, I started really watching my husband and my family, and I serve down the preschool hallway in the nine to 15 month old class. And we have since we reopened from COVID. We started watching 
families coming in the preschool hall. And I started noticing some families that I'd never had seen at River Tree Church on Sunday, but they were now a part of our tree school program. And inevitably, they would come to me and they were like, we decided to start coming to church here because we love how well you love our children. Yeah during the week. And so that has been amazing to watch how what we are doing during the week is bringing people to River Tree and ultimately into the kingdom. Yeah. I will say one of the things that stood out over the years that I've been here is the kids' excitement to be at tree school. They love their teachers and they love Miss Holly. (laughs) And so like, it really means a lot that she didn't say like, yeah, we decided to visit River Tree because our kids love tree school. Her point was, we're here because you guys love my child so well. So that's such a testament to the tree school that, yeah, you provide a great education. It's known. People do come here for that. But as an overflow of their love for Jesus, they love these kids really well. And it's really obvious. So like, I hope that you feel that and know that and that others see that as well. So it's greatly appreciated. Well, thank you. I tell my teachers that, number one, I want their parents to walk away each day and say, my child is well-loved in my absence. And number two, that we are planting little seeds in hearts for Jesus. For our oldest daughter, she was in tree school, you know, just a year um, because we just moved here and she did kindergarten. And man, what a, she grew so much in one year, just kind of learning about the Lord. And and I know River Trey is a great kids program as well. And that's part of it also, but it was, it was awesome to kind of see that. And to talk about your family for a little bit, in case people don't know who y'all are, your husband is the infamous Puff Daddy. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. He is Puff Daddy. Yeah. Yes. So if you're, if you're not familiar, uh, Jay was in a video to kind of encourage people to serve in children's ministry. And he talked about giving kids puffs and called yes. himself the puff daddy. So, yes. It's a memorable uh, moment in our video series yeah. for sure. So, <laughs> your husband has been in the military for how long? 25 years. Yeah, so, like right about now. Yeah. So 25 years in the military, mm-hmm. but yet on Sunday mornings, He's taking time to invest in these young children in our church and be a part of letting families worship while their kids are are being well cared for and loved. It's a huge testament to y'all's family. I know Matthew, your oldest son, has served in children's ministry as well. And tell us a little bit about just kind of being a mom and raising children. A lot of moms will ask, like, how do I get out and do all this evangelism? How do I do all these things? And I'm like, man, the most important thing, both mothers and fathers, that we can do is to evangelize our children, to raise up godly children. And essentially, like, if the church can just replace itself, we'll keep going, and that will lead to more people. So tell us about just being a mom of three great kids. I mean, I know they're not perfect. I know they are not always doing exactly what you say all the time, <laughs> but they're every Sunday morning just really kind people to be around. So Thanks. what's it like being a mom and raising children to love the Lord? I love being a mom. Hands down, it is probably my favorite thing. My favorite thing to be called is mom. Mommy, mama, they all call me something different. And I would say that when Matthew was born, I truly felt like I had a higher calling and that I needed to really just teach him all about Jesus. When I had Emma Grace, same thing. When I had Mary Holland, though, it was something very different. And this really goes along with my story of I wanted them to know who they were in Christ first and foremost from a very young age. I didn't know that till I was much older, really didn't start understanding it till I was in my 30s. I wanted them to know that early. Parenting them 
has been my greatest blessing and my biggest challenge at the same time. Because I've never been a parent before, and I've never parented each day I wake up, and I've never parented that day. God's got something new for me each day with each one of them. I have to rely on God, His strength, each and every day, and lots of prayers. If I could encourage moms, just love them. Just love them. Pray for them and love them. And let God fill in the gaps. Yeah, I think it's neat, uh, truly, just thinking about, like, as we raise our children— it's like all the things that I want to give them. You know, I played baseball. So I was like, I want my kids to play baseball and play softball. I want them to like, I didn't know how to play music. So I'm like, oh, I got to get the kids like playing music. I got to get them doing these things that I didn't get to do or that I did do and I loved. But yet ultimately the most important thing is that we raise children that love and fear the Lord, right? Like Absolutely. we give our lives to that cause. And so if a young mother comes in and she comes to tree school and she says, Holly, I'm doing everything I can. I just feel like I'm not hitting the mark. Like I'm not giving them. And that kind of moment of encouragement, what's the type of thing you would say to a mom? I will tell you that one of my greatest blessings at tree school, and it was something I did not see when I first started the position as the director, has been coming alongside young moms. And so I've realized there's a lot of women's ministry in this position as well. I don't know if it developed or if God just brought it to me, but I'm a few years ahead of most of my mamas. It's not uncommon to see me down the hallway praying with one or having somebody in my office crying and me praying with them. That's really brings me so much joy to be able to do that, that they would trust me in that moment and be vulnerable. But at the flip side is I'm vulnerable with them as well. That's right. And sharing, you know, that pain and that heartache and coming alongside them, loving them, praying with them and telling them, hey, this is going to pass. You're doing a great job. It's a lot of encouragement. That's really neat. I know you enjoy it, but a lot of joy just for you found in those moments of just kind of doing some almost like pastoral top ministry to these women that are coming into the church. And and some of them, like you said, they're unchurched. It's not like they're people that are fully committed to River Tree or Whitesburg or whatever church on yeah. Sunday morning. They're just families that don't have that. And so you're getting this opportunity to to share the love of Christ with them in a very real and kind of tangible, yes. tangible way. Yes. Yeah. And I want them to know that my door is always open to sit down and talk with them and encourage them and love on them. Yeah, that's cool. So I love, as, as I've mentioned multiple times, we love the ministry of the tree school. Um, it has been both for our own family and just the growth we've seen there, but then for the people of River Tree and ultimately just how it brings people into the church. It's really neat to kind of see that happen. Holly, thank you so much. It is a joy. Again, I'm thankful for your family, for your husband, who has obviously an incredible name at the very least, both <laughs> as Jay and Puff Daddy, um, but then also uh, have enjoyed getting to know, I got to know Matthew the best, just kind of see him in the halls and and starting to talk with him and hearing about his experience of going to Mississippi State and what that's going to be like for him. So excited for him. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the River Tree Missions podcast. If there's anything you heard about today, if you want to know more about Jesus, if you want to get involved, if you just want to know more in general, please reach out to us. Our email address is missions at myrivertree.org. That's missions at myrivertree.org. And we'll be sure to get back with you. Thank you again and have a blessed day.